Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This guy's so good at his job, and he has the best nickname in the business. College football insider, writer, commentator, analyst, CBSSports.com, CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ, CBS Sports Network, Dennis Dodd, the Doddfather, Dennis, what a great nickname, dude. Did you get that in high school, too, or did it just come later? No, that came from management here at the wow. at CBS Sports. Um, and just glad to rock it. <laughs> I love it. And you know what? Like I always say, there's nothing like management. I mean, when you have good management, you got everything. Um, not always true, in my experience, other shops. Uh, Dennis Dodd, college football playoff rankings are out. Tennessee, Ohio State. Georgia, Clemson, one, two, three, four. Obviously, Michigan behind Clemson, TCU, not as high as they would like to be. What were and has been, as you thought about it, your reactions to the the initial look? I thought you could, you know, throw the top three and a half. That's fine. However, you want to assemble them. I don't have any problem with that. Michigan, Ohio State's going to sort itself out. I really had a problem with Clemson at number four. Um, and in comparison to TCU at number seven, which apparently wasn't even in consideration. And if you put their resume side by side, they're almost exactly the same. I, I, Clemson, Bill, I test. Clemson doesn't look like a playoff team to me, does it to you? you know, they're kind of clunky on offense. I know Will Shipley's rounding out, but, you know, Ua has been pulled in a game. They don't look good as they were. Compared to the other teams, to me, TCU looks like a playoff team. Four straight weeks, four straight ranked wins. The last three weeks coming from behind, I count that as a positive, not a negative. Um, Two of those three weeks, they were down by 17 points. So I I really had a problem with Clemson. But, again, if Clemson wins out, they're going to be in because no Power 5 undefeated champion has ever been left out. So what, um, what is the path? If you're a TCU fan and you've seen this and you've processed it and you're trying to just look at the schedule and you're an optimist for your own team, you think you're going to win a bunch of games, what's the path, if there is one, for TCU to be one of those final four teams when it actually matters? Well, you would think that 
there's going to be maybe an undefeated SEC champion. Even with one loss, it doesn't matter. Um, again, Michigan, Ohio State takes up a spot. The winner there probably takes up a spot. If Clemson um, you know, wins out, as I said, they take up a spot. So, and, and Michigan's out, Tennessee, Alabama, or Georgia are out. What you've got to hope is that the SEC doesn't get two in. And that could happen. If it's a close loss on either side Saturday in Athens, I think the loser has a chance to get in at 11-1 and one just because what we've seen. You know, Tennessee, if it loses by three, goes into that game. As the committee said, you're number one. You're the best in the country. How can you leave them out at 11-1 and one when they lost by three points on the road and have the best offense in the country? Uh, you know, maybe the Heisman Trophy winner. Um, so I, that, that's what they have to hope. And then win all their games. I thought it was laughable. I saw some metric on TV where it's TCU has a 4% chance of winning the rest of its games. Really? Texas Tech, Baylor, Texas, and Iowa State. We're not talking about Notre Dame 1945 here. Um, the, the Big 12 is deep, but it's not great. And I think they could, they could eat, not easily, but they could get to 12-0 and and play for the championship. So that's the road. I don't know how good it is. Dennis Dodd on the show. Uh, you had a real Dodd-father moment for me. Like, you know, you're in, the, you're in the chair and you're surrounded by people and you say something that just, like, blows my mind in its insight and, like, the power of it. And that is you're the first person that introduced to me the idea, the notion of maybe the SEC getting three teams in if everything fell the exactly correct way, which obviously Tennessee George is a big part of that equation. Do you still think, because we're obviously further down the road, we have more information, that that is a scenario that could happen, that the SEC – could have three of the four teams in the college football playoff. I, I don't think the committee would do that. I don't think they'd put two at large in there. Now, if it's the only other choice, if Clemson loses twice, if TCU loses twice, if a uh, you know if the Big Ten champion ends up having two losses, these are long shots right now. We're in Week Ten. Um, they would have no other choice, maybe, but to put those two teams in there. Here's another one that will blow your mind. I love this because I went on the air with this. Ole Miss sitting there. I'm trying to remember where they went. But Ole Miss, if Alabama beats LSU this week, they control their destiny for a playoff spot. And here's how it goes. Okay, Alabama wins next week. Uh, Ole Miss hosting Alabama wins that game. They went out against Arkansas. I'm trying to remember who they have. But they went out. Now you're assuming they beat. They, they beat Georgia or Tennessee in the in the SEC championship game. In that scenario, how do you keep a 12 and one uh, Ole Miss SEC champ out? Nobody's talking about that, and that's it's not likely, but it could happen. It wouldn't blow my mind. But they're sitting; they control their own destiny. Remember that on Saturday, if Alabama wins. I love that, Dennis. Dodd. Let me ask you a question out of respect for the Big Ten, that I know Big Ten fans get tired of hearing directed toward the SEC. Let's just say that the Tennessee loses this weekend. That's certainly reasonable. And Ohio State somehow manages to climb to one in those rankings. Or over the course of the rest of the year, they get to one. And then you get to Ohio State Michigan, and Michigan wins that game by three points in a double overtime thriller. Is there a scenario... Where in that case, Ohio State and Michigan, if they get some help, could both make the college football playoff. Yes, I think there's a scenario where you could have two from the SEC and two from the Big Ten. Um, you know, I, we, I just told you the scenario where you could have two from the SEC. Yes, 
uh, again, it would be on the committee. Do we want to put, are these teams in a rural state, if you're not putting in a conference champion, are they so clearly ahead of everybody else as an at-large team? That's basically the language that they deserve to be in. But again, I, I think Clemson would sneak in there, not sneak, because the undefeated conference champion would be, you know, uh, get one of those at-large teams from the SEC or Big Ten. Uh, again, I think TCU would be in there. Um, would be a factor uh, if they if they ran the table to get one of those spots. So I think, again, I think for that to happen, you have to have Armageddon below that. Uh, right. In other words, two lost teams or, or one lost team, one lost conference champion comparable to those teams. Uh, Dennis, um, speaking of Michigan, this is obviously very ugly. What happened after that Michigan State game that? I thought it was an assault. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a legal expert, but that 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 fracas, that's that 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 fight, whatever it is. Do you think it it should result in criminal charges based on what you know toward those Michigan State players who 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 attacked that Michigan player? Well, let me say this first: that situation has been there for decades. This isn't something that just popped up like, oh my gosh. That's the way Michigan has handled things, and it's on Michigan uh, to put the teams together like that. Uh, it would be a very easy fix. All right, visiting team goes first, home team goes second. We're going to wait a couple minutes. They don't mingle, and do it that way. Maybe they haven't. I don't know, but it's not that hard to fix. The criminal charge thing, I'll tell you what, if uh, uh, Tom Mars is involved, and he is representing that, uh, that Michigan player, he is going to pursue criminal charges, and we'll see how far that goes. I, you know, Michigan State has suspended eight players. Again, I don't know how far that goes. Um, you know, because if, if you're talking about criminal charges, then you're talking about a trial, and you're talking about jail time. That's a big step here. But if you look at the video, except for the fact that they were in uh, uniforms, it looks like a mugging. Pure and simple. And the fact that they're, you know, jacked up on adrenaline from the game is no excuse at all. So that, that's a hard um, We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Dennis, a report last night that I thought was interesting from Dana O'Neill, I think it was Dana, that um, Gonzaga having conversations with conferences in the Big 12 in particular about, about joining a new conference, the Big 12 in particular, is that, for you, a good decision by the Big 12, a path toward whatever you need to look like down the line to be strong and survive in the future of the sport? It fits Brett Yormark's you know, MO so far that he's going to make this uh, sexy, cooler, hipper conference. Uh, Gonzaga, I don't think the current rights holders, you know, Fox and ESPN, I don't know how much they'd pay for one basketball program. Um, but you can see a scenario where ESPN would take the money it's spending on the West Coast Conference and just moves it over to the Big 12 to get more return on the investment with Gonzaga in the, in the Big 12. Now, remember, in these rights deals, only 20% of the money uh, is accounted for by, by basketball teams. That's why in 2010, during the first upheaval, Kansas basketball top five program is within 30 minutes of playing in the Mountain West. It just didn't matter. It's all football. But this would be a nice chip. Um, 
you know, I, I think he thought of things that nobody else has thought of. Maybe a tournament in New York or something like that. Gonzaga gets you there. Kansas gets you there. Um, you know, uh, Houston gets you there at the national program. So, yeah, it'd be a nice little chip. I think, you know, I, you add one or two of those. I don't know. Steven is out. Can, is that a is that a model? I mean, can you lean into because obviously the Big Twelve college basketball wise still very strong. Kansas in particular, can and, and Baylor. I mean, it's it's a really good basketball college basketball conference. Can you thrive as as a as a conference if you're heavily invested in college basketball as your strategy or a big part of your strategy? Does that work? Well, I I think they're just trying to balance things out and the Big Ten does. Um, the SEC has gotten a lot better in basketball. Uh, the Big 12 is the best basketball conference in the country, or has been, three straight Final Fours and two straight national champions. Um, you know, I, I don't know what other metric to, to measure it. So they're already there. Uh, you know, I, I think going forward, the question for them, and it's a reason why they got pretty good money in this next TV contract, is that they've shown they can be competitive without Texas and Oklahoma. Um, Last year, Baylor and Oklahoma State play for the championship. This year, you have four ranked teams at some, some time or another. TCU's undefeated, and they're all traditional Big 12 teams. So you, so you bring those other four in, um, and what they're saying is, which is a, still amazing to me, this broke Sunday, the Big 12 going forward is worth more with these 12 schools assembled than it was with Texas and Oklahoma. Now, would they have gotten more with Texas and Oklahoma? Uh, maybe. Um, probably, but this is a pretty good, pretty good reassemblage by, uh, by Brett Ewan. So, no, I think the Big 12, they're already there in balancing basketball and football. Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports, my colleague. Let me ask you a dumb question. I'm just going to ask because it occurred to me and maybe it occurs to someone listening. Uh, the Zags, for those who don't know, haven't played college football since like 1941 or 42 or some. It's been a long time since World War II. Is there a scenario where if, if, if Gonzaga joins the Big 12 that they would maybe look to launch a college football program again? No, no. I, I do this thing every year um, where I take the four final four teams and just do a paragraph on how their football teams are doing. And when it came to Gonzaga, if they hadn't fielded a team, you're right, since World War II. So, no, I've heard nothing about it. Got it. I mean, I think it would be it would be unique. Um, who is it? I think it's Hawaii in the Mountain West. No, it's not Hawaii. Um, there's somebody there that's a basketball member only. Um, it may even be the West Coast Conference with Gonzaga. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it, it would be unique. But I, I wouldn't look, look for anything like that. I can't remember who it was, but some Florida school launched a, a football program in the last 10 years and has had some success. I should be able to recall this. I just can't. Uh, all right, last one, Dennis. I know it's getting late in, in the interview, but I want to ask you about the Auburn opening. What, um, for you, what is the proper short list of, of, of realistic candidates if you are the Auburn athletic director? Well, it looks like it's Lane to turn down, Lane Kiffin. Um, it is. Look, it looks like a lateral move on paper, but Auburn is, is higher resource. There's about nine schools in the current SEC that really go after it in football. I'm not saying Ole Miss doesn't, but Auburn's a different animal. And if, if Lane can be convinced that, you know, the, the meddlers there, whoever they are, it, uh, Auburn will leave him alone. 
and I'm hearing they're trending towards that, that they're going to let the coach have autonomy now, then he's going to get a monster contract, whatever happens. Uh, his agent is Jimmy Sexton. He's the master. Uh, he's going to get either a monster deal from Ole Miss to stay because he'll create leverage with the Auburn opening, or Auburn will pry him away from whatever Ole Miss is paying. It's going to be fascinating for me. I have nothing against Ole Miss. Uh, Oxford's beautiful. But give me an Iron Bowl with Lane Kiffin talking about Nick Saban, please. How about that? Oh, my God. Oh my Can you God. imagine that? Content for months. Content for months, Dennis Todd. <laughs> hey, buddy, I know it's a busy time. It's always amazing happening on the show. We're better for it. Appreciate you, pal. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being on. All right, pal. Thanks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 